Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Tommy Thomas, talent representative for the Independent Sports Entertainment Society, and you are listening to Live at the Armory with Fat House Bob and Loose Laura. <laughs> As only Tommy could put it. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Premier podcast of indie wrestling. We ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs. I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist on their nights, then I'll do that. So. And the lovely Laura. I am a true total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. Wednesday night, it is hashtag Independent Wrestling Wednesday, also known as hashtag I Wish This Damn Cold Would Leave Me Alone Wednesday Night. How you all doing tonight, folks? My name is Bunkhouse Bob. I'm the co-host of this show. You are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're glad that you tuned in. We're glad that you're with us tonight. Folks, I'm not going to lie to you feeling a little under the weather tonight. Summer colds got me down. So if you hear me cough, if you hear me sneeze, if you hear me blow my nose, as professional as I want to be, you just can't stop the NyQuil Express. Sometimes it just happens. It just happens. Folks, we got a big show for you tonight. Guests tonight are Pandora, lady wrestler from the Georgia area, and also joining us tonight a little bit later on will be Joey Image. And we'll be talking about wrestling and injuries in wrestling and how that all goes together before, during, and after. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. Folks, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. We would really appreciate it if you could uh, give us a follow on Twitter. And here, as always, to hand me my... Paul's breather, Breezer's Cough Drops is none other than the lovely Laura. That's right. I'm here to protect and serve. <laughs> Something needs protected. <coughs> My voice needs to be protected. I'm, I am hoping that it will hold out. 
How are you tonight, Laura? I'm doing fine, Bob, and I'm very sorry that you're under the weather. And, you know, my good friend Nikki Tilton and I gave you some advice last night on Facebook, but you did not heed that advice, so I'm very yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. That, that advice would be really good if you guys had a life insurance policy on me. What you were basically trying to do is poison me. And I'll have you know that neither one of you are the beneficiary on my life insurance policy, just so that you know. And no, I'm not drinking any Conley aid, but we'll talk about Caleb freaking Conley later. God. At any rate, Laura, what's uh, what's our Facebook info? It is facebook.com backslash live.armory.nice. Folks, uh, as some of you may know and some of you may not know, if you follow us on Twitter or if you're on Facebook, you would already know this. We can also be heard on www.fnxnetwork.com. If you go to their website, our stream can be found there for all of our overseas listeners, whether you're in Australia, the United Kingdom, the EU, Japan, wherever you may be at. A little bit easier link to find. Find us on fnxnetwork.com, so please check that out. Um, Folks, I found out, unbeknownst to me, through some random social media post, I now know, Laura, that we are in a ratings war. You and I on the show. It is. It is on. This is the Wednesday Night Wars, folks. We are going up against TNA, who is currently on Wednesday nights. Now, here's how big this is. They moved to Wednesday nights, I believe, on the 20th of August, and I had no idea. TNA, TNA, a.k.a. Dixie Carter, says that TNA will be on Wednesday nights through the end of the year while talks continue with Spike. You hear that noise in the background? Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) <laughs> Everybody, this move is a calculated move on on behalf of the of the Carter family and TNA management. Basically, what they want to do, people, is they want to stop going head to head against WWE next NXT on Thursdays. They want to stop doing that. They want to stop going up against Thursday night football. So they're going to back mm-hmm. up and they're going to go to Wednesdays. And to be honest with and you, go ahead. And SmackDown. SmackDown is moving from Friday nights to Thursday nights soon. Right. So they're going to they're going to backpedal a day, in the hopes that ratings will go up. But I was informed prior to airtime that the Wednesday night show, the 20th of August show, had the lowest lowest ratings of the quarter. So, wow. It's probably because nobody knew that they moved. I mean, we're. I would have thought that would have been big news. It would have been all over the place, all over social media. Maybe I'm just blind to it, but I missed it. So, I don't know. Um, Speaking of another missed opportunity, Laura, I don't know if you saw this, and I think this happened the last time. Shine had a show this past weekend, am I right? They did, and I knew about it, but I forgot about it, just to be honest with you. I did not see anything on this show at all. Nothing. I didn't it see was anything on Evolved. On... You know, if you watched Evolved and FIP, they talked about it there, but I think that's the only place. I mean, I didn't see anything on Facebook. I didn't see anything on Twitter. Usually see something. 
And the problem with the website is is that they usually wait until the week prior before an event before they post information. Folks, you got to get a little bit ahead of the curve if you're going to run a show. Now, I understand that Shine runs tremendous shows, and I'm not knocking the Shine product at all. I'm a big fan of Shine. But you have to give some folks some notice. That's all I'm saying. Put something out there. Like I said, maybe I missed it. You know, folks, you can... You let me know when I'm wrong any other time. I'm sure you'll let me know if I'm wrong now, so I don't know. Um, well, and, you know, um, WWN also sends out, like, I'm on their mailing list, and they send out alerts saying this and that and the other, but I don't, and maybe I missed it, too, because our previous uh, show guest, Amanda Rodriguez, made her debut at Shine this past weekend. And we would like to congratulate Amanda on her debut at Shine. Uh, do you know whether or not, she won her match or what the result was? I don't believe she did win her match. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't believe she did. But um, she had a really good showing, and I know that there were a lot of positive things uh, people were saying about that performance. So we really do uh, congratulate Amanda because um, Amanda works really hard, and um, I think you're going to see a lot of great things coming out of Amanda Rodriguez in the next, I would say, probably – Year and a half, two years. So, yep. Wish nothing but the best. All the success to Amanda Rodriguez. She's a very, very nice lady. Class act. Um, yes, she is. Speaking of being excited over things, Laura and I were extremely excited this past weekend. Uh, we worked out something, and and we're excited to announce that we now have a working relationship with Strong Style Life Clothing. Uh, they are the hottest provider of indie wrestling apparel on the market today. If you haven't seen their shirts worn by the likes of Chris Sabin, uh, Cedric Alexander, former show guest, Tessa Blanchard, former show guest, Caleb Conley, former show guest. You see the see the trend going here, folks, and others. John Schuyler. Ch- yep, John Schuyler. Uh, I believe uh, Corey Hollis has a shirt. Uh, And I am sure that there are more to come. Uh, If you have not seen their apparel, I urge you to go to www.sslclothing.com and check them out. We'll have more on this working relationship as it unfolds over the course of the next several weeks, but we're very, very excited to have Strong Style Life Clothing on board with us, and we're behind them 100%. We certainly are, and it's it's you know I was I was talking about this with George Coles, and he was like, well, the girl who used to buy the Rock and Roll Express T-shirts at the shows when she was a kid is now going to have a T-shirt of her own, and it's a little surreal. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't want to. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to didn't want to give away too much, but I know that folks have been asking about him. We've been trying to get it done. Folks have been asking, is there going to be a Live from the Armory Wrestling Show t-shirt in the near future? The answer to that question is, yes, there will be. Can't provide the time frame for you yet, folks, but as as soon as we get the information, as soon as we have everything in place, obviously we will give you all the information for people that have been asking about them. We are certainly humbled by it, and we are working our due diligence to get done the things that you want to have done. So just putting that out there. 
Tell me, yes, Laura, sir. about another George. Let's talk about George South. Um, and <laughs> I just can't really say enough good things about George South because he is just absolutely the bomb. Um, I went down a couple of weeks ago, watched a training, and it was very surreal to me to see this man that I watched growing up, you know, wrestle. And there he is teaching people and being very patient with people. But he is going to have a show in Elkin, North Carolina, this upcoming Saturday. I believe the bell time is at 8 o'clock um, for his students. The hmm. only people that are going to be wrestling on this card are his students. And, of course, his students consist of Tessa Blanchard. Um, Caleb still trains with George. Uh, Amanda trains with George. Um, I don't want to give away too many of the people, but um, those are some big names that will be. Well, probably I know Tessa will be there. She, I think, is giving away uh, autographed pictures to everybody who buys a ticket. I believe is what I saw somewhere. So um, it's the Elkin National Guard Armory, the same place that Five Dollar Wrestling took place. Uh, last month, so go out and support George uh, and his students, and you can actually see um, the stars of the future right there in front of you, literally. Uh, so let's give uh, you know help George out and his students, and I'm sure you guys will be entertained. Again, that's at the Elkin National Guard Armory in Elkin, North Kakalaki. Bell time, I believe, mm-hmm. is at eight o'clock. Uh, if you want any more information about it, I believe you can visit George's web page, uh, excuse me, his Facebook page. You can look up George South. You, you'll find him. That's very cool. That's very that that'd be a very cool event to go to, just for the obvious, you know. And and we exactly. talked about this before with when we had Tess on the show about her posting up some video of George working with them in the ring, and just his calm, even demeanor about what he wants to see, what he doesn't want to see, praise when you're doing the right thing, instruction when you're not doing it the way that he wants it to be done. You know, so I've, I've said it before, you know, it's a far cry different from the old uh, videos that WCW used to put out about the power plant, you know, with Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker running oh, yeah. around, guys puking everywhere, you know, all that other junk. Uh, I'm not saying that that's not the way that, you know, that, that, that Sergeant Buddy shouldn't have ran his school. I mean, or that that's how it worked. But just those two different, you know, stark contrasts in style, just blown away. And, you know, George is a, an incredible, an incredible person, an incredible human being who just happens to be somebody that's a wrestler and a wrestler that is a, a trainer as well. So hats off to George South and all the good work that he does. Um, I know and that you had – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and certainly you also get a cool nickname when you yeah. train with George. So, I mean, what more can you want? My friend my friend Crystal is, uh, he calls her China because Crystal has the long black hair. And my friend Rachel, he calls her Dark Journey. So um, that's pretty funny. But, yeah, um, what else did I want to talk about, Bob? Did I want to talk about um, Tommaso Ciampa? You wanted to talk about, I, I saw this, you know, Laura and I bounced back and forth ideas about, I, I, evidently, Tommaso Ciampa went off the deep end at, at death before dishonor, and I saw that he had put mm-hmm. out that he had been suspended, and then you put down, like, in parentheses or whatever, new Kevin Steen. Tell me what your thoughts were about that. I think that's what they're trying to do, because if you remember, 
when I first started watching Ring of Honor, and I'm a latecomer to the show, ladies and gentlemen, I'll admit it, um, Kevin Steen had just came back from being suspended for like a year or something like that. And he was running amok all over Ring of Honor. He was packed package pile driving everybody, like his T-shirt says, and just being a general nuisance to poor old Jim Cornette. And I think this is what I think they see that they need someone to fulfill a role again. And maybe, you know, Tommaso is the best person to do that. But, yeah, he attacked a, was it a ring announcer, I believe? I think so. I think you're and, right. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just totally beat the out of him. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to be the new Kevin Steen, the new guy who's, you know, kind of like a, I want to say a loose cannon because it's been used over and over again. But he's kind of like the um, the guy that's living on the edge and he's just going to take us a little bit of pushing to push him over. So. Well, maybe they're finally just pushing his gimmick. Isn't he built as the, the Sicilian psychopath? So that maybe is. maybe they're just trying to get him to push, you know, you know, push that. I mean, it's one thing to come out to the ring and, you know, hold your fingers up against your head and, you know, make a lot of faces. It's another thing for him to be angry, crazy, and live up to that to that name. So, you know, I, I don't know. But maybe it's just my thought, you know, could be. Well, I could think of people, you know, that you know they could do worse with you know uh, I think they've you know put um, I think they're, you know pushing the right person. Why don't you uh, Why don't you talk about Trans South and I'll be right back. Yes, um, would like to announce that Trans South um, Wrestling um, has a card. Uh, it is September sixth. It's on a Saturday. I don't have any. Um, information but that that information unfortunately because they have not posted that yet it's going to be at the union county fairgrounds sportatorium um oh i think that's in gaffney south carolina i apologize if that's not correct um so yeah we're looking looking forward to hearing more about that and of course i'm sure my good friend cameron cade remember ladies and gentlemen it's cade's kingdom we just live in it I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure Tessa Blanchard will be there getting heat like nobody's business. And I'm sure that the Tommy Thomas, the gentleman that you heard opening up the show, I'm sure he'll be there getting heat as well. And um, I would love to make it to a Trans-South show because I hear nothing um, but great things about those shows. And... I think it's, from what I can gather, it's like a return to wrestling, like the Crockett wrestling when Heat really meant Heat, you know. Tess is arguing with a little old lady um, about, uh, I have no clue what it was over, but uh, the security guard had stepped in between them, and um, <laughs> it was just magical. Um while Bob I'm, I'm, is, um, I'm back. I'm back, Laura. The 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 venue. I've been, okay. I just got a I got a message. The venue for TSW for Trans South is at Gaffney at the Power Company. Oh, okay. Because that's not what they put on their Facebook page. 
Okay. Okay, so it's at the power company in Gaffney. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm being told. It's a, a Gaffney at okay. the power company is what I was told. That's okay. I ran into the same yeah. issue. I was going to going to run over an NWA Elite card later on in the show, but the show card, the flyer says one date, the website says another, the website says one venue, the flyer says a different venue, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So sometimes you run into that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. Um, um I had, like I said, I had seen, I'd seen a show that's going to be in November that's going to be at the power company um, that they had advertised, but I guess this this one is going to be at the power company as well, uh, September 6th, and as soon as they get out some um, times and a card, we'll be more than happy to, um, you know, cover that for... Uh, Was that the one with the poster with Mick Foley on it? That's the November show. That is the November yeah. show. That is at the power company at Gaffney. So the the information I think you gave yeah. out was correct, folks. We'll try to get that all straightened out. We're getting getting double information, but right now what I'd like to do, folks, I'd like to bring on the line with us. So this is a, a lady that uh, I had heard about a few months ago. I had put out a put out a message about some uh, uh, talent uh, in, in the southern United States, and I kept on getting this name come back called Pandora, Pandora, and I'm like, you know, what is this Pandora thing? And uh, did a little work into it and uh, and checked her out. And I'm really glad that I did, to be honest with you. And um, we've got several recommendations. And, man, you got to get this lady on your show. you got to get her on your show. So without further ado, as booked, as billed, as promised, joining us, joining us now on the phone is Pandora. Pandora, how are you this evening? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, we're live on the air, folks. Studio number is 213-816-1605. Pandora, on the phone with us uh, is the other co-host of the show, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Pandora? Hey, Pandora, what's happening? How you doing, Laura? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Living the dream. <laughs> Living <laughs> the dream. You, you know, Living I was like First, first and foremost, I want, I want to apologize, Pandora. I'm a little under the weather, so if I cough or if I if I sneeze, you have you have to pardon me. So um, I wanted to. Well, I'm a little hungover, so that makes both of us. <laughs> two, two, di- two different types of sickness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm hungover hey, from Nyquil. Sure, sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to thank you. Yeah. I wanted to thank you for being on the show with us tonight. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Like I had said, I put out a tweet out asking followers and listeners to send me some names of, of wrestlers in the South that we should uh, pay attention to, and your name came up several times. How special is that connection that you have with your fans? Um, that's actually that's awesome. It makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something, that's for sure. Now, on your Facebook page, I see a lot of photos uh, with you and kids. How important yes. is it to not dismiss them simply because of their age? Oh, I mean, it's it's the kids. I fully believe that it's the kids just as well as the adults that's coming. I mean, the kids make I, – I wouldn't be surprised if it's the kids that make the adults come. So you got a whole family coming, and it's you know, the kids making the adults come, which in turn brings fans. They they went around talking. They idolized me. You know, it's just it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling because you know I like being a role model. I have kids of my own. Right. So, no, that that, that like that's completely 
That's completely understood. Um, speaking of photos, and if I didn't get to this right off the bat, then I probably should be fired. If we didn't address your ring attire or your gear, we'd be complete morons. Uh, it's probably some of the coolest stuff that I think that, that we've seen. How has this evolved, and where do you draw your inspiration from? You know, I tell you what, uh, I started with pigtails when I first started. I started with pigtails and little Russell panties and stuff like that. And then I just, I guess as time has gone by, I've actually taken bits and pieces from different actual different wrestlers, managers that I've liked, and I've incorporated it all into one, and that's Pandora. I just, I like to be different. So with each piece of me is somebody that I like or that has inspired me somehow. Very cool. That's very cool. Well, going from that, I have a question. I saw a picture of you in face paint and a Harley Quinn shirt, which I love Harley Quinn. She's one of my favorite uh, DC villains. And I was just wanting to know, who is your favorite character, you know, to paint up or dress up as? Harley Quinn, hands down. I I love Harley Quinn. I even have her tattooed on my leg. No way! Oh, yeah. I, I uh, now you just need you, Mr. J. You know, I see. I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm not big on the dudes. I'm. I, I'm all about women power. So I'm all for the female villains, female superheroes, everything. So. Yep. I don't blame you. Your sisters are doing it for themselves. That's for sure. Thanks, <laughs> Well, I had seen that you have the nickname or the moniker, Calm Like a Bomb. Where did that come from? That came from uh, Wicked Nemesis. He's at, he's at GCW. He used to manage me. He's at, he actually helped me out a lot with my gimmick, and he's the one that actually introduced me to the mask. He gave me my first mask. So he, I guess, put the moniker together, Calm Like a Bomb, and I guess it stuck. So, because we all I, know bombs I are like not calm. <laughs> Exactly. It's kind of like, well, when you hear that, you're thinking, wait a minute, bombs aren't calm, so she must not be either. (laughs) Right. You never know know what to expect from me, that's for sure. And see, I think we need more people like that in wrestling, you know, because I think it keeps people guessing, it keeps people interested, you know, in the Mm -hmm. character, because you don't know what to expect. Because sometimes things are in wrestling are kind of cookie cutter and like, oh, like I didn't see that coming from my life. But I like that. I like that a lot. Right, yeah. And um, I want to ask you, what was it like to manage Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson, in AWE? It was fun. It was fun. It was different. And I mean, it was it was like a, I really didn't know what was going to happen until like right before. But I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was it was different. He he's a cool guy, cool dude. I actually liked him. So he certainly has a I different got... gimmick, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he's a different. He's a, I I like associating myself with all all different kinds of people. It doesn't matter. I I can find a way to make it work with anybody. So that's just me. Well, that's awesome. Um. I do apologize. I'm not um, uh, shirking my responsibilities. I'm trying to tweet and uh, ask questions at the same time. Um, you, I've read that you've had you have a very athletic background. So, 
What made you choose pro wrestling over, say, gymnastics or skiing? Um, I like contact sports. I love to fight, and I can wrestle and not get put in jail, basically. Uh, <laughs> we've, I mean, we've heard that before. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> See how that keeps coming back around? <laughs> and I, I, think mean, a, you know, I think a woman uh, is the one who tells us that. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've had a... I've had, um, I've been told I'm, I'm safe, but I'm, I'm stiff. I like, when anybody turns around and says wrestling's fake or whatever, the amount of bruises, black eyes, bloody lips, injuries that I've had and injuries I've seen other people have. I mean, I make contact because if, uh, even if it's just a light contact, which I don't really make light contact, I kind of make contact. Um, I, I don't believe that it's, it's good if it's not good. You know, like, that's the only way I could say it. I, I wrestled guys my first five years in the business. I'm still wrestling guys twice the size of me, and if I don't completely put every single pound of me into it, then it, you don't want to see it. And people keep wanting to see me wrestling guys, and so, and by guys, I mean A.J. Steele, who seems to have it out for me and follows me everywhere. So I had to put that name out there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it sounds like you need to put him in his place, too. I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't always work. I try hard. I can imagine. <laughs> yes. I try very, believe me, believe me. I give it my all, it just, you know, doesn't necessarily work. Well, you might need to enlist our good friend Steel Chair. You know, I even think a steel chair. I've I've done everything. Me, you know, I, I wanted to touch on uh, the mixed tag team thing. I knew you would probably bring it up, but I wanted to touch on it. My partner being Josh Storm, he's on the half of the Dream Team, and right. I wanted to also touch on the fact of why intergender matches and intergender tag teams is so important because basically, the, us girls who have worked our butts off, we deserve just as much as a shot of being in the ring with the guys as anybody. I can basically, people like Tracy Taylor, Amber O'Neill, Tasha Simone, we can hold our own against guys in the ring, so why not have it? We put on some of the best matches. Mickey Knuckles, Jesse Bell. I mean, some of some of your best matches, to be honest with you, especially here in Georgia, have been mixed tags. And, and they've happened at UIW and SFCW, if I might add. Interesting. Yeah, definitely wanted to put that out there. Yes, we will definitely uh, talk about um, um, the mixed tag. uh, I guess I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but it seems to be uh, one of the hottest things on the indie scene uh, right now, and we'll definitely get to that. Um, I did want you to explain to me what session wrestling is. What session wrestling? Session wrestling. Uh, I think I had seen uh, uh, maybe it's like a custom match or something. Yeah. Okay. Customs. Yeah. Um. I don't yeah. knock anybody that does them, but I don't do them anymore. And I mean, again, there's, mm, okay. there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. But as for forward, you know, forwarding your uh, wrestling career, professional wrestling career, it, it doesn't do that. It's basically a financial thing, you know, and it's basically where fans 
they script matches and they write in and they have the, the wrestlers that they want do the matches. It's they're like a booker for their match. And right. They, they leave it to the fans, which you know, absolutely. Like I said, absolutely nothing wrong with it. And you know, but it doesn't do anything for your career. And I'm kind of focusing on that. So. That's well, I, I can't. I can't say that I blame you. I wasn't exactly sure what it was, and I had seen that you had done that before, and I thought, well, she she would be the person that would uh, tell me all about that. Um, that's that's really interesting. I, I had no clue those things uh, happened, uh, not at all. Um, what is your opinion of televised women's wrestling? I had seen in an interview where you had were not very happy at all that Snooki participated at res, that WrestleMania that year. Well, I just think that I think sometimes they it's okay to throw a little humor in wrestling and all that stuff, but I mean, I just don't believe that you should get in the ring, be it woman or a man, if you are not trained. You don't belong in the, 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 the wrestling ring isn't a playground, and that's how people look at it as. It's not a playground. It's where I work. It's where these other people that wrestle and have trained hard work. We get hurt. We sweat. You know, we bleed. And I don't, I don't like to make it a joke. Like, you know, you don't go to somebody's job like a, a doctor. You know, his operating room, that's, that's not a joke. You don't play in there. So you don't play in our wrestling ring. So, you know, you get in there, you know, shits and giggles is all good. But you get in there, I definitely would hope that you would think that you might just get put down getting in there especially with the wrong people and making a joke out of it. Well, yeah, I would be, I I can see that, and I don't blame you a bit. And as a a worker, I think I would be a little concerned about my safety with someone that is not properly trained. Even though I know what I'm doing, you know, the other person also has to know what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. And, and, And in too many instances, it's going on now, there are girls, and somebody touched on it, actually, Josh Von, Von Wheeler touched on it on Facebook about how promotions and promoters and are just getting girls to do their shows either because they're cheap or for, any, for other reasons, and, you know, they're not trained, and they're making us look bad. And I'm not going to say any names because that, I, I don't do that. I don't like to bury people because hopefully these people that have been called out will get themselves better. So I'm not trying to, you know smudge anybody's names, right? but, you know, I just, if you're not trained, and even if you are, there is always a possibility of learning more, so don't, don't, don't think you're holier than thou. That's all I'm, you know, there's, there's quite a few untrained people out there, men and women, I'm not just going to say women, so. Uh, I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm very sure, and there's, you touched on the whole, you know, um, you can always learn more, and I think that's a theme that we hear with the guests that we have is that, you know, they're always perfecting their craft. And if you don't perfect your craft, if you don't learn, you're going to stay stagnant and you're not going to you're not going to move forward. And I think that seems like that's the name of the game. You have to keep moving. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still learning today the, the, the basics. I'm still learning today. I know I learn something new every day. And, I mean, you got to keep your mind open like that, that you don't know everything, and there's always room to learn. So. I, I think that is an absolutely awesome attitude to have. And I want to talk a, a little bit about 
um, it was called the South's first woman's first blood match that you had with um, Aisha, Aisha Sunshine. Did, yeah, Aisha, sorry about that. Did that bring, in your opinion, did that bring women's wrestling in that area to a whole new level? Um, I believe that, yeah, me and Aisha had a, a feud going on for about a year, and any type of match that you can imagine, we did. And, yeah, I think it definitely put women's wrestling on the map here in Georgia, but the problem being that it didn't continue in that federation. So I'll be honest with you, now what's putting women's wrestling in Georgia on the map is UIW, where they're the only ones with an actual women's division and a women's title belt. Every other promotion, they have their women's matches here, they have their women's matches there, they just they throw it on the card. There's like there's no story, you know, and it's, kind of, it's right. not fair to us. Because we deserve to have a story, and we deserve to actually be... There should be a women's match, I believe, on every single card. I'm not saying the whole show, but, I mean, people like variety, and women's matches are good. So, in my opinion, for all these wrestling indie shows to make it, they need to add variety, and they need to get with 2014. And, you know, and I mean, it's not in Alabama, but also uh, GCW Wrestling, Pro Wrestling in Tell City... They have a women's division, which currently Tracy Taylor holds the women's title. So, you know, and I mean, SFCW, another promotion that I work for, I'm naming these because these are the promotions I work for on a constant basis. I'm on their, I'm on their regular roster. So, therefore, they have to be, they're doing something with women. You know, they're giving us the respect that we deserve, as well as LCW, LaGrange Championship Wrestling. If that wasn't a way to promote, I don't know what would have been. <laughs> right. Now we had we had Pandora, we had Josh Wheeler on the show last week with uh Tito Escondido and and Josh had talked about the 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 individual that you're that, that you had mentioned, not by name, but Oh, uh, okay. And, and, we, and <laughs> okay. we and we talked about it. It's a small world. We have a lot of people on the show. Josh is a good friend of ours. And and we and we talked huh? about it and, and, and I actually watched a, a quote unquote match from this particular person and I watched Hey, it, was, it was it was very it was very terrible and was more than apparent uh, that this particular person did not have any prop, type of proper training and, and what what we had talked about was simply this was is that I had had commented on it and had said if this particular person's dream is to become that that's the operative word become a wrestler then perhaps this person should look into going into a professional wrestling school to learn how to become. A wrestler, not to squash somebody's dreams, right. this, that, and the other. But you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But what you're doing right now is not wrestling. Is not. All, all that nope. you're doing is honestly, all you're doing right now is just embarrassing yourself and embarrassing the sport. That's what you're doing. Yep. So, I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent I had watched some tape on you from UIW and another promotion, GACW, I believe. And the thing that stands out to me is your legitimate toughness in the ring. Now, with that being said, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What do you say to critics who believe women shouldn't wrestle men in singles competitions? Um, again, I, I mean, 
let's let's look let's look at WWE and what was the hottest one of the hottest times in WWE, and that's when Lita Lita was with Team Extreme. That's when Trish was with TNA. That's when China was involved, and all this involves men in the ring with women. You know, so right. I mean, I understand I understand how pro- promoters are skeptical about women being in the ring with men, but you know, I've seen a lot more men in the ring with men that have dropped the ball. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. than I have seen women in the ring with men. That, to drop the ball. I mean, if you're trained, uh, the bottom line is if you're trained as a wrestler, you're not trained as a woman wrestler or a man wrestler. You're trained as a wrestler. I trained right. with men. There was no women right. when I trained. The first couple of years I trained at PCW, there were no there were no men. I mean, excuse me, no women. So I trained with 15 guys. So I didn't know how to wrestle. To be honest with you, my scariest matches were with women when I when I started wrestling women because I just I didn't know how to hold back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to any promoter that doesn't think <laughs> women can get in the ring with men, I say, I say, watch the tape. Right. Watch the videos. And I'm I'm familiar with some of the names you talked about. Tracy Taylor, I've I've actually seen her wrestle in person. Uh, Jesse Bell, she's yep. been on the show, and 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 she's legitimate, you know, uh, le- legitimate tough ass. There's no other way to put it, uh, you know. And she had. You know, a lot of old school training, you know, with Tracy Smothers, so on and so forth. So I'm familiar with what you're saying. Uh, and, and you had alluded to it a little bit earlier. One of the things that seems to be gaining momentum is mixed tag wrestling, a.k.a. Joey Ryan, Candice LeRae, recently won the PW, PWG tag titles from the Young Bucks as a mixed team. And I know that you mentioned Josh's name a little bit. And and I want you to tell us a little bit more. How did you and, and Josh come up with this concept of the dream team? And tell, tell our listeners a little bit about it. Well, to be honest with you, the our tag team came about because, well, it, it started at UIW, and it started with me. I kept getting jumped by the usual, sus, the usual suspects, AJ Steele and Murder One, who mm-hmm. are two guys twice my size, mind you. They put me through a table, and it started this major feud, and major heat between us, and Josh is the one who stepped up and had my back, even though me and Josh together don't weigh one of them, but he still stepped up and had my back. So, and then as it went on, you had you added Corey Chavis, who's an, a member of the Blacklist. So, right. Bobby Cannon stepped up, and then at the time, also uh, Frankie Valentine. So, we had, we had quite a few in-agenda matches with them. And me and Josh just kind of complimented each other. He's like the male version of me, and I'm the female version of him. So okay. <laughs> we complimented each other, and it just stuck. Do you do so. you think that this do you think that this is a passing fad in wrestling, or is this something that's really viable that ultimately promoters are going to get behind? Oh, I, I definitely believe promoters promoters going to get behind it. Can't be a passing fad because I mean the re- this I mean to be honest with you. Mixed tag and in agenda matches are my absolute favorite, absolute mm-hmm. favorite. And it, it, no, I don't think it's a mix. I mean, because again, I'm taking it back to Team Extreme. All that's been what ten years ago, and right. I'm I'm hoping now we're getting we're just getting back back into it. That's what I'm hoping, and that it's going to blow up. That's what I Somehow. want, and I want it to continue. Right. So now something As a little bit older can become new again. Everything's secular. Right, exactly. And, right. Right. And SFCW, that Southern Pride Championship Wrestling, um, mm-hmm. that, that's actually, they're actually prom- promoting the Dream Team a lot. I want to definitely put that out there about them. That's basically the right. Dream Team's home. 
If we can get you up out of Georgia, if we can get you up out of Georgia, are there some promotions further up north that you'd like to work for that you haven't had an opportunity to work in or haven't had contact with? Is there a promotion that, that you've seen that you'd like to work in? I mean, I'm I'm game to go anywhere, to be honest with you. Jump in the car okay. and, and head out. So, <laughs> you know, anywhere that's wanting to anywhere that's wanting to book it, I'm I'm down to get in the car and go. I hear you. Are there, is, it, is there anybody that you've had you, right have gear will travel? Is there anybody that you've had your eye on that you've seen on YouTube or or wherever that you thought, man, I'd, I'd like to have a go. I'd like to have a match with her. Is there or or a mixed tag match? Is there is there anybody that stands out to you that you can think of? I tell you what, uh, my a mixed tag match that I would absolutely love to have would be, and this is going to sound crazy, but it would be. Uh, Amazing Kong and AJ Steele against me and Josh. Wow. Okay. Yep. I mean that'd be pretty cool. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. It kind of sounds like a death sentence, but yeah. I would actually like. I would like actually like that to happen. So. Pandora, uh, where do you is it is it this is something that you would do that this is doable? You and you and Josh, you you'd really want to do a match like that. Oh yeah, I really would. I I mean, like I'm saying, I've been I've been in the business on and off for ten years, and mm-hmm. it's basically just now I'm having an intergender partner. So right. I've had te- I've had female tag partners. I've been in the ring one on one or like six man tag or eight man tag, but like I would like to focus on the dream team in this inter in intergender mixed tag matches. That's really what I'm looking forward to doing. Okay. If fans want to check you out or check out you and Josh as the Dream Team, where are you guys going to be at coming up so fans can see you? Let's see. The Dream Team will be at um, SFCW on October 11th. Okay. And we'll be, we'll both be at UIW on September 6th. We won't be at Partners, but we'll be at I'll have my belt up. I'll be putting my belt up against Tasha Simone, actually, NWA former NWA women's champ. Okay. Now, I, I know that you're not on Twitter, and we recently had a, an issue with Facebook. Do you want to give people your social media information? Sure, yes. Anybody that was friends with Pandora, I had 2,700 friends and thousands of pictures, which uh, were all deactivated by Facebook because apparently somebody reported Pandora's page as fraud. So anybody out there that doesn't have a valid ID for their page, be careful. So um, yes, they kept it. They they won't even let me access it anymore. So I've had to resort to my personal page, which is Tara Young, and then I have a Pandora fan page, and then there's a Dream Team fan page. Okay, and we'll put those links up on our website tonight as well, with your permission. And uh, last thing, if we last thing if we could, we always get all of our guests that we come on. We asked them to record a little bump for us, something like, this is Pandora, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We'd, we'd really appreciate it. Sure. You can go whenever you're ready. Now? Uh, whenever okay. you're ready. This is Pandora. Okay. This is Pandora, and this is Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Pandora, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Awesome. I really appreciate it. We had, we had a really good time with you. Yes. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you letting me get everything out there not a problem not no a problem. problem you have have a good night okay okay you guys too 
All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pandora. Thank you. All right. (laughs) And there she goes, folks. There goes Pandora. Really cool to talk to her. Very cool. And I I really like the fact that she's like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, because I said, you know, something about getting her a joker, and she's like, no, I don't need him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and you see, folks, how how such a, a small world it can be. You know, she talks about Josh mm-hmm. Wheeler. We had Josh Wheeler on the show a week before, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's the kind of world that we live in. The world of indie wrestling is, seems to be really big, but everybody knows everybody, you know. So very oh, cool to have her on. Yeah. Very cool to have her on. If you don't know anything about her, uh, you can type in Google, type in YouTube, go check out Pandora. Sometimes it comes up Pandora Wrestler. You see a lot of videos from UIW. I watched a cage match with her versus Mickey Knuckles. Uh, very cool, uh, very cool lady. I'm really glad we had her on. Uh, I, 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 I like the fact that, you know, she brought up something, you know, because a lot of times, folks, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Getting a little older, things slip past me. You know, the intergender stuff has been around for a while. You know, it's just, you know, how everything comes back around, secular. You know, she brought that up, mm-hmm. so I thank her for reminding me about that. So, you want to run down some uh, indie events while I sit here and cough and get another cough drop? <laughs> sure, and uh, make sure you get some colleagues. Um We've got uh, um, Pro, Pro Wrestling Gorilla presents the Battle of Los Angeles. Three nights, 24 competitors. It's happening August 29th, 30th, and 31st. All events held at the American Legion Post 308 in Reseda, California. Friday night and Saturday night, 8 p.m. bell. Sunday has a 5 p.m. bell time. Some of the competitors scheduled to appear. Chris Hero, Chris Saban, Adam Cole, Candice LeRae, Trevor Trevor Lee, who is a North Carolina staple, Uh, AJ Styles, our good friend Cedric Alexander, Kyle O'Reilly, ACH, and many, many more. For more information, just visit www.prowrestlinggorilla.com. NWA Smoky Mountain is having a show on August 29th with an 8 p.m. bell time. Smoky Mountain and Pro Wrestling South collide in a fundraiser for Sullivan Central High School Athletic Program. See, folks, indie wrestling, it gives back. See? This is going to be held at the Sullivan Central High School in Wantville, Tennessee. Scheduled to appear... Axton Ray, the Southern Psycho, Elliot Russell. If you've never seen him, yeah, he lives up to that name. Air America, Dan Mulligan, Nick Hammonds, and many more. Just visit nwasmokymountain.com. And, again, that's Smokey without the E. Um, you want to talk about um, the CWZ show? Or CZW. The CZ, CZW show, yeah. I want to do that, and I want to throw something real quick out. Uh, folks that are interested in PWX's next show, Us Versus the World, the uh, the event page is on Facebook, and the tickets are live for that event now. So if you need to buy tickets for PWX's upcoming event, Us Versus the World, you can certainly do that. What I wanted to say about CZW I don't watch a lot of CZW, and we don't cover a lot of CZW uh, for various reasons. We talk about it a little bit when something interesting happens. 
Uh, I, I'm a real big fan of Drew Gulak. I, I, I like him a lot. There are some cool things that go on in CZW, other stuff I can do without, because that's just me. That's just my opinion. Um, they had a show over this past weekend. I was on social media, and I saw several tweets from several different people just complaining. And these are folks that are CZW fans complaining about the show, the stream, the booking, the matches, who was on the card, who wasn't on the card, why people were there when they weren't wrestling, people that weren't wrestling that should have been wrestling, other people that were wrestling that shouldn't have been wrestling. And basically the overall feel that I got from it was that, you know, the show went downhill from the time that it started. Now, I'm not here to run CZW in the ground. I'm just telling you, I'm just putting the information out there from what I read. Everybody's a critic, including myself. I can be critical at times. But here's the, here's the thing that I want to point out. I want to predicate that. 90% of the time, I hear nothing but positive feedback about CZW shows, including the bloodbath that is Tournament of Death and the insanity that goes on at the Cage of Death. I get all that, okay? Here's something I'm going to throw out, and I'm going to let you think about this for a minute, okay? A lot of people that go to CZW will never get over with CZW fans unless they're involved with Tournament of Death or Cage of Death, period. I don't care how talented you are. If you're not in those two tournaments, a lot of times the fans that are there could give two shits less about what you're doing there. I'm just going to say it. It's very nichey. Yeah. You know, it's their niche, and if you're not in it, yeah. They are very, very adult-oriented as far as pushing the envelope way beyond what anything that I've seen, way beyond what ECW did. If you think that I'm lying or think that it's a joke, just go on YouTube and and spend three weeks watching nothing but CZW videos, and then you tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Exactly, and you won't be able to. That's just my opinion. You know, that's why we don't. I don't cover a lot of CZW because there are some decent guys that are there that will continue to bust their ass, but will not get anywhere with the CZW fans because they don't enter those two contests. There are two biggest draws of the year: Tournament of Death and Cage of Death. If you're not willing to to endure that, then you might as well just be standing there helping to sell the popcorn. That's all. So That's what you know, right? That's what I know. Now I'm done with my rant. I'll probably get I'll probably get a crap load of mail over this. Yeah, I'll probably, probably get, yeah, shit for yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. It's not anything new. I tell and, the truth. <laughs> you just, People you don't like it because I tell you, the truth. Well, you know, there's a lot to be said for the truth. Well, yeah, we're speaking of the truth, here, so. speaking of the truth, move on. I know that you had, uh, <coughs> excuse me, something from uh, uh, Zane Riley and uh, former show guest Terry F. in Houston, speaking of death yes. matches and tournaments and all that other good stuff. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, what's happened is uh, Terry Houston put his milestone championship 
a Smash Mouth uh, championship on the line last Saturday night against Zane Riley, and the chaos and pandemonium that ensued uh, from what I've seen from pictures and from the video was historic. Uh, Zane had a wheelbarrow. Uh, they drank beer together. I think Zane had to fight off the, the Burke County boys. Uh, he uh, poured an ice chest over uh, Terry's head and was like, now that's an ice bucket challenge. Um, and... Um, Tried to cannonball Terry in the while he was sitting in the uh, wheelbarrow, but unfortunately that did not work uh, for Mr. Riley. So um, Terry Houston walks out the Smash Mouth champion, and I really hate that I could not go. I so wanted to see that match. Uh, anytime you have Terry Houston in a match, in a hardcore match, it's uh, it's it's always epic, legendary, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely awesome. Uh, once again, Terry Houston, uh, still your Smash Mouth uh, championship. Milestones having another show here pretty soon. We'll cover. We'll start covering that next week for them because um, we love our friends at uh, at Milestone Wrestling. And, and there's some other great matches on the, that card as well. But the one I think that stood out was probably uh, the uh, Terry and Zane. Uh, just, I don't even know how to describe it from the pictures. Did you see any of the pictures? I did see. I did see a picture of uh, Zane standing over Terry with a bowling ball. I did yes, see that. Yes. You know, and I believe I know what happened with said bowling ball, and I'll have to. I got that reminds me. I got to message Terry and make sure that all of his pins are still intact. Yeah, that's you know, a bowling nice pins. Oh. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So. What? Yeah. I'm, what? I don't see anything. I'm just saying. Huh? Um, <laughs> real quick, I want to I want to um, cover this uh, because you know Bob and I we're you know we're tastemakers. We're we we're you know movement starters and we kind of help people along. And we just like to say that you know um, we put the Zane and Caleb put over the movie Kickstarter. Yeah, we put them over nine hundred dollars. Yeah, we did that. We did. We. And for our efforts... We. What do you mean, we? Yeah, what do you mean, we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Don't get me fired up. I don't feel good. I I don't feel good. I put money in there, too. Listen to me, girly, okay? I put put money in there, too. Yes, I did. I have got a huge bone to pick with one Caleb Conley over this whole shebang, but I'll laugh last. You know Why? because I'll get my name on that movie credit for what I donated. You know, I go on and send out a friendly message saying, you know, here, look what I did. I helped put over your movie, you know, donate some money, and I get a tweet back that says, suck it, Bob. What kind of crap is that? What kind of crap is that? Is that the way you treat, your, you know, the executive producer, which I should be getting the executive producer credit? That's how you treat the people that donate to this fund? What kind of nonsense is that? I support people that support me. Whatever. Yeah, but you have been supporting him all this time. You just I've hopped made, on the Conley bandwagon like a month or two ago. I've made Caleb Conley better. I've helped him step his game up, and he knows it, and I know it. You can continue on with all your praise and accolades of them two goofballs while I get this other guest on the phone. Okay, well... <laughs> 
<laughs> you can go to Kickstarter.com or you can go to Caleb or Zane's Facebook page and find the link to uh, it'll take you directly to it. And as of a couple hours ago, I checked, they're up to $942. So if you'd like to see not only Zane and Caleb in bumblebee and butterfly costumes, respectively, if you'd like to see them in a chase, um, you certainly can if you guys can get them up to a thousand bucks, which nine forty two, you know, that's fifty eight bucks. Somebody out there's got fifty eight bucks in their couch, I'm sure. So, like I said, go to Kickstarter dot com, search, uh, put over the movie or Zane and Caleb and I'm sure all that will come up and, you know, donate something. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff you get uh in return. So, um just, you know, do what you can. I'd love to see a chase scene. I know you guys would too. And here's uh, Coffee McCofferson back. I'm sure with a guest. Yes, I'm. I'm back. I'm back. I had to had to get another cough drop and try to calm down. So you're getting me all worked up. I can't do that when I'm sick. I get all worked up and I just I have well, to learn how to calm. Nothing. What? What I'm? What do you, you mean? I get worked, worked up, up over, over nothing. nothing. I did not get worked up you over did. anything. I expected. When I donated that money to them too, there was a thing in there that said I would get a personalized thank you tweet. What kind of thank you tweet is suck it, Bob? That's not a thank you tweet. So I don't want to hear <laughs> it, Laura. Quit defending them too. Quit defending them. Sit there and donate my hard-earned Ooh. money to them too, the Martin and Lewis of the modern era. What a load of crap. At any rate, folks, joining us uh, right now... Uh, Pro wrestler Joey Image is on the phone with us, and, and, and Laura knows more about Joey than what I do, but we're going to give this uh, the best go I can under the influence of cold medicine. And uh, joining us, as promised, as booked, as billed, uh, is Joey Image. Joey, thank you for joining us tonight. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I mean, that cold no, medicine is good no. stuff, man. Just don't, <laughs> just don't OD in that robot man. <laughs> I see, uh, boss. Some of that's bad news. But it's legal, man, so, you know. Yeah, bottoms up. You know, <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, want to apologize right up front. I'm, I am feeling a little under the weather, so if I cough or if I sneeze during the middle of a question, I'll, I have to apologize in advance. Uh, with, with us on the other end is uh, Laura. Laura, you want to say hey to Joey? Hey, Joey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing really well. I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Oh, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. Joey, want to want to thank you for for taking the time out uh, to be with us tonight. I saw on your Twitter that you recently went to a biohazard show. How was the show? I did. It was awesome. I, it was last Thursday night in uh, mm-hmm. New York City, and okay. it was awesome. I, I recently, uh, I'm a friend of Evan Seinfeld, who was one of the founders of a band uh, back in '87, who left the band in 2011. But I recently struck up a friendship with Billy who is the, well, now the lead singer and uh, um, guitar player, who's also one of the co-founders with Evan. So okay. uh, he and I became friendly recently, and uh, I had heard about the show, I don't know, Monday or whatever, and uh, sent him a tweet saying, hey, man, I'm coming down. Uh, you know, let's get a picture together. He said, absolutely. So we went down, uh, my girlfriend and I and a couple of friends of mine that I met there, and we hung out and watched the show and then hung out with Billy afterwards. It was awesome. It was a real good time. Cool time. I, I I know that you'll dig this. 
a long, long time ago, I saw Biohazard, Testament, and Megadeth at the Newport Music Hall in Columbus, Ohio, one of the best shows that I went to. That is a tremendous bill. Yeah, that was uh, that was completely awesome. I've seen all three bands, but never together. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a good time. Um, take us back in time, if you will. What was your first experience with wrestling, Joey? Uh, as far as watching it or, or uh, being a watching it, just just watching it. What was oh, your man. first experience? Uh. God, I was probably three years old or four years old. My brother was a big wrestling fan growing up. Uh, he had a ton of magazines, and I guess what he would do when he was done reading them is he would cut out the pictures and, like, mm-hmm. paste them into this loose-leaf notebook he had and, like, make right. his own magazines and, like, make up, like, his own captions and stuff. It was really wacky stuff. I thought it was – I didn't you know I didn't know what it was then, but as I got older, I thought it was hilarious. Um but he kind of got me into watching it because he would always watch it in the house. So, uh, I mean, uh, the earliest stuff I remember watching is just old, like, junkyard dog stuff. And, like, my my brother had a lot of uh, – uh, I'm sorry, was a big fan of uh, NWA. So we watched – and I've always lived in New Jersey, so we got all the TV channels uh, from the New York market as well. And mm-hmm. New York carried – you know, New York carried everything. I mean, they carried – you know, Florida, we had Texas, we had, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling. So, I mean, I, I have I have VHS tapes still to this day of Georgia Championship Wrestling from, like, 1981, recorded off the TV, off a of Superstation, uh, you know, Superstation awesome. TBS back when Ted Turner. Yeah, I have some really, really old stuff that um, I would love to get transferred to DVD or my PC or something, but... uh. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my first exposure was uh, through my brother and watching old school, just really really old school stuff uh, on TV. It's hard to explain to somebody when you're younger like that because I remember cutting out pictures out of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you know, and I think I in my locker at school I had I had a picture of like Iron Maiden and a picture of Ric Flair. You know, it's hard to explain <laughs> that kind of stuff, but you know, it's yeah. that's what wrestling does to you. Um, it's funny that it's funny that you that you say that you did that because I don't know anyone else that did that besides my brother. No, I oh no, people. I did I did that. Absolutely. Oh, I, did I, that. I never did I it because them on my I wall wanted at home. I never did that because I wanted to preserve the magazines. I didn't ever want to cut them up or anything. I wanted to keep them. And I mean, I still have but a ton of really old magazines and uh, you know, I never wanted to cut nothing out of them. I wanted to keep them as as pristine condition as I could. I understand. I understand. Um, what was training like for you, Joey, and memories of some of your first matches? Uh it Training was hell. It was hell, but it was awesome. I mean, it was four to five nights a week. Um, it was Monday. I think we had Tuesdays off. It was Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then it was Saturday and Sunday during the day, but it was only like 12 noon to 2 or 3 o'clock on the weekend, so it wasn't really that bad. Uh, during the week, it was usually 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., so uh, we were training anywhere. I, I trained at Camp IWF in New Jersey in which, what's now called Woodland Park. Uh, was mm-hmm. West Paris at the time, um, but we were training uh, five, well anywhere from four to six days a week, depending on scheduling. I I live uh, I don't know, twenty minutes from where that building is, so I was there every night. So I was doing usually five or six nights of training, and then uh, like I said, we did Saturday and Sundays during the day. And then when we had events, uh, events were on Saturdays, so we would still have training until two or three p.m. 
and then we would get ready for our shows, which were usually at 6 or 7 p.m. And some weekends we would do a show on Saturday and Sunday, so it was the same thing. We would do training from 12 to 2 or 3, and then the show would be at 6 or 7. Okay, very cool. Folks, we're on the line with uh, Joey M.A. Studio, numbers 213-816-1605. I know that Laura had some questions for you, Joey. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, and, and Joey, you and I go back a bit. I first met you on Twitter, and I uh, started following you, and I believe you started following me when you found out I was a fellow monkey junkie. And I was just wanting to know, who's your favorite monkey, and what's your favorite monkey song? Um, oh, my God. This is a weird... I've never been asked this question before. My favorite <laughs> monkey song? I don't know. Um, Pleasant Valley Sunday. Oh, well, that's actually, a good one. I don't know. Well, it's a toss-up between that and Sometime in the Morning. Oh, I gosh. I got to I gotta, I gotta go Pleasant Valley Sunday. And, and, and Mickey Dolan's my favorite monkey. Mickey's well, my you know, favorite actually, monkey, too. I can tell you why he's my favorite monkey, and this makes no sense to me, but he was on an episode of Mike Hammer like 4,000 years yeah. ago when I was like mm-hmm. eight or nine. I don't know why I remember that, and I don't even know if anyone else knows what the hell Mike Hammer is. Like, that show hasn't been on the air, you know, since... I remember since watching Mike Hammer. Yeah. Wow. Was that the show with Stacey Keach? Yeah. Was that the show with Stacey Keach? Yes, and he had a mustache. That was oh, that my show. God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't feel like it's much of a loser now. <laughs> yeah, but Mickey Dolan's did it. Mickey Dolan's did a guest spot on that show, and I don't know. I liked him ever since then. I don't know why, but he's always been my favorite. And Pleasant Valley Sunday is probably my favorite monkey song. I think Laura's tweeting. Oh, did we lose her? Uh oh, we may have lost her. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yep. No, we did. Hold on. Don't ask me what happened. I have no clue. Yeah, I, I don't either. I was just talking. I was like, hello, hello, hello. There you go. Blog, um, blog yeah, talk no, radio. Yeah, no one was there. There yep, we go. Yep, We're I love blog talk. But go ahead. Go ahead, Joey. Uh, yeah, he already no, told you. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Mickey Dolan's, and I got to say uh, Pleasant Night Sunday. Sometime in the morning is a uh, very close number, too. Yes, that one is such a great one. Um, you know, you helped me make friends with the Bravados because I was really? very shy about going up and talking to Lance Bravado at a show, and I had put on I Facebook. And you were like, "Hello." And he, I said, "Hey, do you know Joey Image?" And he just got this big grin on his face, and he didn't say a word. <laughs> He just, I mean, he was, like, grinning from ear to ear. So um, how did you meet them, and do you have any idea what that grin meant? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that was just the icebreaker. I don't know. I guess that was his way of saying yes. Uh, I met those guys in Atlantic City in, like, 2011. Um, when I, back when I had a, a live show, there was a guy on it that did a – well, we had a whole network of shows, really. We were doing shows every night of the week. And the Thursday night show was an MMA show. So in 2011, September 2011, there was a big MMA convention in uh, Atlantic City. Uh, well, I shouldn't say MMA. I should say uh, there was, it was just basically combat arts. I mean, it was there was guys doing Taekwondo. There was a Kung Fu tournament. There was MMA stuff. Uh, anything you can think of, really. And 
ROH had a table there. There was a whole bunch of guys doing autographs as well as tournaments and exhibitions and stuff like that. In fact, uh, Dan Severn was there that weekend as well. Um, oh, wow. And the Bravados had a, had a table there representing Ring of Honor. And uh, we had talked before uh, on Twitter, and I think they were on one of our, maybe our Wednesday night show was the interview show. So they may have been on that as well, if I remember correctly. And uh, I just went up and introduced myself, took a whole bunch of pictures together, and uh, I've been kind of buddies with those guys ever since. They're really good dudes. They certainly are. They're, they've always been absolutely wonderful to me, and I can I can see that with other fans too. That they're they're just really down to earth kind of guys. They're just like, wow, we've made it. Yeah, yeah. And have and I I, I have forgotten all about that until you just brought it up that uh. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing you post about that, and I was like, "Hey, tell them it's a little." You know, I, I I figured in my head that would kind of be the icebreaker, and I guess it worked out. It, it, it certainly was, and I do appreciate that because the the thing was that that show nobody was coming up to them. I'm like, well, is there a reason why nobody's coming up to them? You know, because you, you you kind of wonder if there's if the meet and greet nobody's meeting and greeting what's going on. Um. And I would like to say that I've seen on Facebook that you re- recently started seeing someone, and you look the happiest I've ever seen you. Congratulations. Oh, I, I did. She's here right now, actually. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. And um, you, your nicknames are your Italian hero, right? Yes. And I, I believe the Bump and Feed Machine. So tell me where those came from. Uh, well, Bump and Feed Machine is not really a, a nickname. That's just kind of... Uh, that kind of just essentially describes a wrestler. Uh, the Italian right. hero thing is just because I'm Italian and I'm, I'm everyone's hero, apparently. It's uh, kind of a play on words because I like to eat. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your favorite food? Um, chicken parm. Ooh, uh, that's al- a good choice. Although I was... I was told by my doctor today that I need to lose 20 or 30 pounds, so there's probably no chicken farm anywhere in my immediate future. But I'll get back to it eventually. Well, you know, you can lighten that dish up. Oh, that's no fun. I mean, you need, like, you need the full fat version, otherwise it's not as good. It's not worth it, right? (laughs) Exactly. There's no way to cheat on chicken parm. There's no way to cheat on chicken (laughs) parm. It's in there. It's got to be in there. Yeah, I mean, especially when I, you know, I, I once in a while I'll feel some that my mother makes, and it's like I can't, you know, my my mother's obviously Italian, and I can't, like, I feel bad if I don't eat her chicken parm, so, you know, I'm kind oh, of Oh, yeah, there. heck yeah. I mean, Italian mom making chicken parm, yeah, I would definitely eat like, what diet? Right. <laughs> Well, I know you've been going to some wrestling shows. Is it hard to be a spectator at wrestling shows when you've been in the ring? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's, it sucks. I mean, I shouldn't say it sucks. It's, it's much less fun. Like, doing the stuff in Pennsylvania that I do is good because I'm still active. Like, I'm doing I, – I work for Grand Slam Wrestling right now since I've been injured, which is actually the company that I got injured in. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of helping them out, like, staff-wise – uh, you know, if they need advertising or, or any kind of like promoting or just talent scouting, whatever they need, you know, helping with booking or, or storylines or whatever, I'm trying to help as much as I can, as well as uh, doing play-by-play. 
So oh, nice. that's really the only those are really the only shows I've been going to other than like occasionally I'll I'll get I have friends that work for WWE, so occasionally I'll get, like, a pair of free tickets there. And I'll hit, like, because, I mean, I, I, like I said, I live in Jersey, so I hit, like, the Meadowlands or the Izod Center or whatever it is now. I'm still used to calling it Meadowlands. Um, I'll go there or I'll go to, yeah. I'll go there or I'll go, or I'll go to Metzler Garden or, uh, like, the Prudential Center in Newark um, if I happen to come across a, a free pair of tickets. But... Uh, generally, I'm really only going to Grand Slam wrestling shows. I really haven't been to a, another independent company in quite a while. It, it's—I shouldn't say it sucks. It's—it's it's just tough watching when when I'm so used to being in there and like you know something happens or or if I see something going on, like I just want to get involved. You know, if I see a match happening, I just want to get involved and I want you know I want to tag in and do my spots. But uh, you know, I can't. And it's it's tough right now since I've been there. Well. Let's talk about your injury. What have the doctors told you as far as returning to wrestling? Um, it's not looking good. I don't really have a uh, full assessment yet, I guess. Um, I, I'm, there's still possible surgery in my future. I'm not sure yet. I just had spinal surgery at the end of April. And there's, right. possible, neck, there's possible neck surgery coming up. I'm not sure about that yet. Um I'll see my my doctor a uh, couple weeks and uh, find out what's going on. I, I don't know if he wants to do another X-ray. I, I think he mentioned that after my last surgery. But uh, yeah, so as of right now, uh, um, even and it, even if I am able to return, it probably wouldn't be until after the new year. Which by by January, my, my last match thus far was January twelfth, uh, twenty thirteen. So after the new year, I will have been then uh, on the on the injured list for two years, which is a very very long time. Right, right. In in the scope of wrestling, yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm still able to take part, you know, doing play by play and, and the kind of the promoting thing. Um, but really, that's kind of not what I signed up for when I got started. And you know, I, since I'm six years old, this is all I wanted to do, and. I mean, if you know, if my doctor tells me I'm done, then I'm done. I got to do it for 14 years, you know. And if I if I can go on, I'll continue. But I won't know for a little while still. I'm obviously hoping for the worst, but I mean, uh, hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. And that that that's kind of what I wanted to to talk to you about, Joey, and 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 what we had had talked about, Laura and I had before, and you know, we we've talked to a lot of different wrestlers and a lot of different uh, people within wrestling. I mean, we've had, obviously, wrestlers on the show, promoters, referees, managers, uh, ring photographers, pretty much everybody. And, you know, the, what we wanted to do was, was get, get a hold of somebody, you know, because we, and, and we'll get into this in the questions, but, you know, having that type of injury where you, where you have to sit out. Uh, with, the, yeah. with, the death of, with the death of kayfabe, we realized that the violence was scripted, but the the results right. of the violence obviously can be very real. Can you tell our listeners yeah, what type of injuries that you've you've occurred or had suffered from in the ring? Yeah, um, actually, to to um, I know there's uh, millions of wrestling fans that have never heard of me. So to give them kind of a frame of reference, I have the same neck injury that Edge had that that mm-hmm. forced him to retire the day after his MRIs or the day after mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I have the same neck injury he does. So 
the only reason why I'm not already done is because I want to come back. If he, the, the thing with him was, if he had the, the neck surgery, he would have been able to come back. Maybe not last very long, but he would have been able to come back. But he had done an interview, I don't know, two or three weeks before WrestleMania, saying that, uh, you know, saying he thinks maybe he's only got about another year, year and a half in him. So he was mm-hmm. already planning on retiring within the next year, the following year anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's why he didn't have the next surgery because, you know, why have it if you're going to stop wrestling anyway? But my right. deal is I want to come back. Like, I don't I don't want to – I don't want this to be the end. Like, I don't want to go out not on my own terms. So if I if I can get surgery or if I can do whatever I can do to, uh, to, to lengthen my wrestling career, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, but as far as injuries, yeah, so I've got the edge neck thing and – I've got a uh, – well, I had uh, three bad discs in my lower back that were bulging, herniated, and compressed. So I had to have spinal surgery for that. It's it's uh, a spinal stenosis is what I had, but it was – the surgery was called um, a laminectomy, discectomy, something or other, some kind okay. of thing that sounds like it's Japanese or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I can barely pronounce it. But essentially, they they remove the discs, they clean them up, and then they put the disc back in place. Um, my the problem with my and it's about an hour surgery. My surgery took three and a half hours, and the okay. problem was the one disc, the the one disc couldn't be cleaned up enough, so they had to take it out. So they they took it out and they replaced it with a with a, a chunk of bone, and then the disc below that they were able to clean up and salvage. So, I mean. Ever, I, I'll say ever since the surgery, I, I've been 99% pain-free. I mean, it's it really saved my life. And, and and once I woke up in recovery after the surgery, I instantly felt you know that that things were were a lot better. I mean, it's still it's it's still difficult. You know, once in a while, like if if I'm if I need to stand up and sit down or change positions, you know, uh, often that, that's kind of tough. But you know, it's not it's not really too. Uh, well, I'm not on a cane anymore. That's one good thing. I was I was right. walking with a cane for about 11 weeks before I had the surgery because I just couldn't move. So, and I mean, not only was I walking on it, but I had to lift myself up using it. Like I had to push up off the floor or off of whatever I was sitting on uh, using the cane to stand up. And they got really bad for a while. So, um, but once I had the surgery, I haven't used the cane since. I haven't had, I don't even know where the cane is actually, now that I think about it. Uh, I've been okay. 99% pain-free. I feel a lot better. Uh, I'm starting to do uh, – I'm, well, I'm starting to resume doing DDP yoga once again. Uh, my doctor told me not to do anything – you know, don't do anything physical. He said don't don't even work out anything that's going to injure the discs again or, or re-injure or aggravate the discs, anything like that. So when I see him again, uh, I was told not to do anything like that until I see him again. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, st- I'm doing, like, very, very light DDP yoga, not – I mean, I'm not even doing the full 20-minute workouts. I'm doing, like, half, and I'm doing, like, half repetitions, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, right. I'm trying to just keep it as simple as possible. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I mean, you know, not even not even talking wrestling. I just don't want to, you know, screw up my life. Like, I mean, the, the real reason why I can't wrestle is because I can't bump. Uh, I'm right. risking paralysis because of the discs in my neck. So if I don't want to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, then I have to stop. Uh, right. bumping and stuff like that, at least until after I have surgery, if if it's that bad. So, like I said, I mean, not even, you know, wrestling aside, it's just 
it, this was more than a wrestling thing. It's more of right. a life issue. Yeah, quality of life issue. I want to I want exactly. to get back to the pain. I want to get back to the pain thing here in just a second. When you're yeah. sitting across from a doctor, and you're looking at X-rays, and he's got you know the X-rays up or MRIs, and he's telling you that it's not possible or it's against better judgment to wrestle. What's that feeling like? What are those thoughts that are going through your mind? Um, it's got it's 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 like uh, it's like telling a five year old he can't have ice cream ever ever again. <laughs> right. It all it all works back to food somehow, especially sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I hear but, you. Yeah, I mean, I smell like, I smell pizza. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, it's like uh, it's it, you know it's it's like telling that doctor, hey, I'm going to revoke your medical license and you're done for good. You know, it's, right. it's how would he feel? It's, it's you know, and 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 by no fault of his own is that happening. That's basically the same thing. I mean, I understand this is technically my fault, but you know, it's it's essentially like that. It's 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 heartbreaking and it's uh, uh, it's very um. You know, the first time he told me that that it's it's not likely that I'll be back, but you know, don't take that as a definite no yet. Uh, I mean, I felt I've never felt more defeated in my life. You know, it's very very, it's a hard it's a it's a hard pill to swallow. Now, you're sitting there and you get done with him. What is the decision making process of trying to convince yourself that it's still possible to wrestle? against the doctor's opinion, or better yet, going back to the pain thing, trying to continue to wrestle hurt. Because, we, I mean, we, we hear the stories all the time. You know, you got guys that are legitimately hurt. We're not talking about, you know, bruises, whatever. You know, but taping up, you know, they got, they got a pill bottle in their bag, you know? And you know. You know what I'm talking about. We're all adults here. You know, they're wrestling yeah. underneath prescription pain medication, you know? You got a guy, uh, we'll, we'll throw one out, uh, Wes Welker just incurred his third concussion within a year. You know what, what? You know, and he's still, you know, still debating about whether or not he should want to, you know, should play football. What is? Yeah. What is that process? What? How does the mind work on on that, Joey? Is it is it a trick of the mind or is it true passion? What What is it? Well, I'll tell you this: I first got hurt in November of 2012, uh, and I still wrestled every Saturday and Sunday after that until January of 2013. With my neck broke, so I mean that. I, I think it's. I, I was only able to do that because of passion and heart. I mean, it got to the point when I stopped. It got to the point where I just couldn't take the pain anymore. So I really didn't have a. I felt like I didn't have a choice. Like I had to, because I hadn't even been looked at. I just knew something was seriously wrong. And I don't really know what happened. Uh, my doctor thinks it may have been wear and tear, and when I. When I felt it, that just was it's time to to go. Or I guess my neck. So, but when I, I had I had a match on November tenth, two thousand twelve, uh, again for Grand Slam Wrestling, and then I woke up November eleventh and I couldn't move my head. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't turn my neck and I couldn't lift my head. So I knew that something was really really wrong. Um, right. Wow. You know, but you mentioned pills. I had. A, I mean, I have. I have bottles of pills here now just from the surgeries, and I've never, I, I haven't even taken them in months because I haven't felt 
like I said, I, I feel 99% pain-free, so I really haven't needed anything. Um, mm-hmm. But those first couple of weeks or those first two months, uh, I was taking, you know, I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to say I was taking pills every day. I mean, I take, you know, pills to get to sleep. Uh, then once I woke up, I would take I would take something to get me through the day. Uh, the only time I wouldn't the only time I wouldn't take pills or wasn't taking anything was before matches on show days. So on Saturdays, I, I would either work Saturdays or Sundays, or if there was a show Friday night, I would do Friday night and Saturday night. But uh, but I was doing two shows a week when my neck hurt. So I would I would take pills every day except for show days. And if mm-hmm. I did, it was after the match or after the event. I, I, I can't go in there, you know, not with a clear mind. I mean, if I get right. hurt out there, I get hurt out there. It's fine. But there's no way. I, I've never gone to the ring not sober, not 100% sober. Because, you know, I, I realize it's more than just me getting hurt. I could hurt somebody else. Right. And and that seems to be one of the, the, the prevalent things about, you know, we talk about guys that are working hurt, and, and I know that you've had to have seen this in your career. You know, did did you, you know, about guys, you know, pilling up before a match or whatever to get through one more match. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, you know, here you are, you end up hurt. You know, did you did you ever see any kind of comparison? Or did you sit there and say, man, I'm not going to have to go through that. I don't want to have to go through that. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, I've seen guys pill up before matches to get through. I've seen guys shoot up before matches to get through, and I always thought like, you know what? Like I'm careful. I know what I'm doing. I'm careful in the ring. I'm not sloppy or whatever. I know what I'm, you know, I know, what, I know what I'm doing. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to protect myself. I'm not. I'm gonna be fine. I'm never gonna need any of that junk. And then once my neck got hurt, the first thing I was looking for was pain pills. And uh, you know, I, I had I had a previous surgery on my knee. Uh, about a year, year and a half before I hurt my neck, so on my my left knee. So when I had the the neck, when I woke up with the neck issues in November, I I still had pills left from the the knee that I never finished. So I would take mm-hmm. those until I went. You know, I took those until January when I went and got looked at, and uh, I was told how how uh, actually serious my neck injury was. So right. uh, yeah, I was I always thought uh, you know I'm never going to need anything because I'm good to go. I'm fine, and then. Once it happens, you you realize that you're, you know, I, I like to I say a lot that I'm bulletproof, but you realize once something happens that you're not, and it's it's pretty scary. Right. If and, and I don't want this to be like a bummer question because you know we, we build the show as a before, <laughs> during, and after. But in the off chance that you are not able to wrestle again, what is the one thing that you will take it will take away from having been in wrestling? Uh, that you value the most? Uh, friendships, man. I, I've met so many cool people. Um, actually, I'll say, I'll say friendships and, uh, I don't know, achievements or accomplishments, I guess. There's a lot of cool stuff that I've done or that's been done for me because of wrestling that never would have happened to me. And I'm not even famous. I mean, I'm not even like, you know, like a big WWE guy. Like, I'm just some guy from Jersey who just wants to wear spandex and, <laughs> you know, in public, you beat people up. But, eat chicken pie. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've met so many cool people that, I mean, I've met people that, that are not even in wrestling anymore that I'm still pretty close friends with. Um, and as far as, like, accomplishments, man, like I like I said, I've, there's a lot of stuff that's been done to me and for me that uh, wouldn't have happened if I wasn't in wrestling. Like, uh, I mean, a comic book, uh, a guy, this guy, Dean Stahl, who, uh, who is a, uh, he does a wrestling comic, called Headlocks and Headaches, he's in, I'm sorry, I'm in his book, 
Um, what else? I've been in a, in a video game, computer game. Uh, I did all. I did an autograph session at Comic Con two years ago, 2012. Like mm-hmm. me, I, you know, I'm just some kid from New Jersey. People came to Comic Con, and I sold out of DVDs and T-shirts. And it's like, like that blows my mind, you know, because I I go That's home awesome. and like. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and and I go home and I'm like I'm just uh, Joe from Jersey, but you know, but I go. In fact, I still, I mean, I still have like my name tag and like the table set up and everything from Comic Con. It was, um, it was Baltimore Comic Con, and I think it was November, maybe or September of 2012. Yeah, it was September. It was shortly before I got hurt, actually. Uh, and yeah, it was so cool, man. I mean, we we I had a I had a room. I had a, you know the, the full table set up. <clears throat> I was there, sat, I was seated next to Dean, the guy who did the comic with me in it, and uh, it was just cool. I sold a bunch of stuff, I met a whole bunch of people, took a ton of pictures, just a lot of fun. So, like, like stuff like that, I, I would never have been involved in if it wasn't for wrestling. Now, we have uh, we, we have a lot of uh, listeners that, that tune into this show, and, and, and some of them have, you know, are, are, are young wrestlers or wrestlers coming up in the business. And 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 this always stuck in the back of my mind. I always heard, you know, Jim Ross always talking about when he was scouting young talent. I always told him, you know, be mentally tough, be prepared, and have a backup plan. Yeah. You know, because wrestling doesn't always pan out. You know, for for whatever reason, whether it may be an injury or you don't have a look, or you get in there and you know do a face plant your first match out, and they're like, yeah, forget it. You know. What what would you say to that? What what what's Joey's backup plan? What what would you suggest to people? Uh, that's I would say the exact same thing. Uh, always have, you know, have an education first, something to fall back on. Because again, like you said, if if this doesn't pan out, I mean, how do you know you're not going to go in there and and get you know, pile driven in your first match and you break your neck and now you can't do anything, mm-hmm. you know? And the, so it's very it's very. Uh, uh, not cutthroat. What's the word? It's very, it's very difficult to. Uh, I guess. It, well, it is cutthroat, but that's not the word I'm looking for. But it's very, very difficult to make a name for yourself and to even get known. I mean, uh, so yeah, having a backup plan or having a uh, something to fall back on. Even, even I don't have a college degree, but having a college degree is a good idea. Or knowing some other kind of trade, just in case. And he, and even if wrestling does pan out, I mean, there's guys that do things on the side that are at the top of the business. I mean, look at Kane, for example. Kane's on the top of the world right now. You know, very, very well known for a million years now in WWE, and and he sells insurance on the side. You know, like right. he's got a real job. He's got a real job. I mean, you know, stuff like that is is like, you know, sometimes it's it's a little bit mind blowing where you, know, you realize like this guy is just a regular dude who just happens to have a really cool job, and then on the side he's doing something else that's kind of cool. You know. So right. there's always got to be something there. I mean, it, it's it's sad seeing so many guys that are like uh, uh, like Randy the Ram from a wrestler that don't know anything else and and you know don't have a backup plan, and they're still you know in their 50s and 60s they're still doing like independent shows for 200 bucks a shot just to buy food and gas for the week, you know, because they mm-hmm. don't know anything else or they don't they don't have anything. You know they don't have anything to fall back on. They have nothing to nothing to do besides that. It's it's sad seeing stuff like that. I mean you got you know you got to make a living. You got to feed your family somehow. So right. you got bills to pay. So I, I understand that. But it's just sometimes it's sad seeing guys that had so much money, all the money in the world, and then you know now they have nothing to show for it. 
do you find yourself comfortable in, in in doing what you're doing now with either maybe perhaps doing some managing work for talent or doing you know scouting? Uh, will, will that will that suffice for you, Joey, or or are you are you really wanting to get back full full going? <laughs> uh, I would love to get back in the ring full bore, man. I mean, if I can't, uh, I, I I'm cool with what I'm doing right now. Um, the play-by-play thing is a lot of fun because there's, I know there's a lot of, uh, I guess, misconceptions about WWE, but the commentators are all scripted and stuff like that. And I know I know the commentary team is not scripted in WWE, but I know they have, you know, kind of notes that they're supposed to hit, and I know they have uh, people yelling at them through headsets if they don't hit their points or hit their time cues or whatever, but I don't have any of that. I just have right. me and a live mic and a, and a, you know, a co-host, and it's terrific. And and so we uh, at Grand Slam Wrestling we have um, I guess we have three different commentary teams, so we switch off. It's not the same two guys the whole show. So when you're watching our our YouTube uh, TV, it's not you're not getting the same two guys for every match. So we like right. to switch and mix and match like that. It makes it more interesting, I think. But uh, but yeah, I, I I would love to get back in, but if I can't, I'm I'm okay with what I'm doing right now. It, it's it keeps me around and it makes me still feel useful. Where right. you know, whereas as soon as I got hurt and as soon as I had to stop, I felt like, well, now you know, now I'm not I'm not useful to anybody. And uh, when after that match in January, the, my last match so far, at least for now, uh, and I had to call a bunch of promoters. In 2012, uh, I was supposed to debut for six more companies that summer. And I had to call all those promoters and tell them that I'm done and I can't do anything right now until I don't know when. And, right. and that was that was probably one of the hardest or, or six of the hardest phone calls I had to make. You know, I mean, it's it's rough when it's not on your own terms. When you're not going out on your own terms, it's really rough. But if if I'm definitely done and I can't, then yeah, I'm I'm pretty much I'm okay with what I'm doing now. It keeps me around the business. It keeps my name still out there. And uh, you know, it, it's you know, if I if I can't go anymore, then I'm proud to step aside and you know let some new guys kind of get the spotlight. I mean, not that I'm in you know any kind of spotlight or whatever, but that's a you know I had a I was around for 14 years. If I'm done, I mean that's you know that's a spot that's now open. You know, I mean well, not that well, like well, I said, not that I'm some big superstar, but that's that's still a spot. We're certainly pulling for you in, in whatever capacity that you end up. I mean, sure are straight straight up guy, right. class act in our opinion. Whether you're whether you're actively wrestling or if you're doing commentating or you're you know doing work behind the scenes, whatever it is, we know that Joey Image will be you know a game all the way at it. So you know we're we're pulling for you either way. Uh, could you let Thank us you, know? Sir. Oh, that's no problem. Could you let us know and let the fans know where you might be at? coming up where they can come up to you and say hey and all that other good stuff? Uh, well, right now the only thing I've got scheduled is September 27th in Music, Pennsylvania is the next Grand Slam Wrestling event uh, at the okay. Music Youth Center. And if you go to, um, I don't even know if it's updated, but gswrestling.com. Or actually, if you go to Twitter, it's just at gswrestling. You can find all the info on there. And the Facebook page, actually. Uh, it's uh, Facebook Wrestling... Uh, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> slash Grand Slam Wrestling PA. Uh, that's the best place to go for all the info because that Facebook page is constantly updated. Okay, and I know that you're on you're on Twitter. It's at Joey Image, correct? 
Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, and, you, and you're on Facebook as well, Joey Image, so we'll put those links up. Yeah, if you go to uh, if you go Facebook.com slash Real Joey Image, you can find me on there. I add everybody. Okay. We'll put those links up on uh, on our uh, website tonight. Uh, Joey, really appreciate you taking the time out to be with us tonight. And usually the last thing we ask guests to do, if you would, if you just record a little bump for us, say, um, yeah, this is Joey Image. This is Joey Image you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show, and you can go whenever you'd like, sir. Okay. Uh, hey, this is Joey Image, and you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling. That works for us. Joey, it's been really great, really great to I have you on the show. show at the end. Well, you can do it again if you want to. I'll just do it and then you can splice it together. Yeah, <laughs> more work. <laughs> Joey, we we really appreciate you being on the show tonight. Thanks, man. Thank you. We, we you have do, a good Joey. night, okay? Thanks, man. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks, Joey. And there goes Joey Image. That's pretty cool. He is really cool. I uh, immediately liked him uh, when I started t- interacting with him on Twitter. Um, you know, great kind of laid-back guy, and I certainly hope that he gets to return to the ring um, soon. And what we uh, what we had talked about when we when we wanted to bring Joey on, and, and I'm really glad that he talked about it. Uh, you know, all too often we hear about guys that are getting hurt, and I'm really I'm fascinated by, you know, the determination and one's passion over, you know, the physical body, you know, what, what can be done and what can't be done. You know, you're sitting across from a doctor, and you're looking at an MRI, and he's telling you, you know what, bub, I think it's time to hang it up. You know, and what that thought process is, you know, and we talked about, you know, guys getting concussions or, you know, like Sam Bradford playing for uh, St. Louis. You know, he's got another torn ACL and more than likely, right. you know, he's done done for the year, but more than likely gone from football in general. I mean, you know, that that kind of thing. So I always wanted, I wanted to know what the thought process is uh, for wrestlers. You know, and any athlete, I'm sure that it has – you know the uh, the same impact, but a lot of times, and you know this to be true, Laura. We talk to wrestlers, and even though guys that have been in the business for years and years and years and years and years, tell younger guys, you know, be mentally be mentally tough, you know, be be physically ready, and have a plan B. A lot of guys don't have a plan B, you know. And Joey seems no. to be smart enough and intact enough that, that he has this plan B in place. He already knows what he's wanting to do. You know, we certainly, you know, hope that he doesn't have to use plan B, but, you know, that's that's one of the things that uh, that has always stood out to me. If you ever listen to any of Jim Ross's work, any time that he's ever talked about signing any talent, he will always tell them, have a plan B, have a backup plan. Oh, most certainly, and you know, um, look at Vader for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he was. Uh, I don't, I can't remember what exactly he was doing, but you know, he had a college degree in a time in which wrestlers didn't have college degrees. Correct. 
JBL, know, uh, JBL played the stock market. Yep. He made a lot of money in the stock market. You know, they're, exactly. You know, they're, you know, even if your plan B is investing your money, you know, doing something other than spending, you know, $5,000 a night when you only made four, you know, plan B is a plan B. You know, you have to do something. So, you know, and he, he mentioned yeah. Kane briefly talking about insurance. You know, Kane's also involved in politics. You know, I mean. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, yeah. So, always, you know, always have a plan B. Always have a plan B. Very cool tonight to have the people that we've had on. Uh, very cool to have Pandora on. Really appreciate her time. Very cool to have Joey on. Uh, both of them, just uh, great people. Great people. Wish them nothing but, but the best. Um, you know, uh, when I approached Joey to come on the show, um, he was like, well, you know, I don't know how, uh, you know, entertaining I'll be. And I was like, well, you've got plenty of stories, and you yourself have a story to tell that I'm sure lots of people would like to hear. So, yeah, if if you're out there and you're an independent wrestler and you don't think you have a story to tell, I bet you do. And if you'd like to be on our show, just contact me and Bob at Facebook or at From the Armory on Twitter. You know, we would love to have you on. I just want to throw that out. Absolutely. And before I forget about it, we've got plenty of time, but I'm I'm fading quick. The the halls are starting to go to my head. (laughs) Next week's guests are James Bruner. You've got some background info on James, don't you? Yeah, he is a ref. He's a really good ref for uh, Milestone. He also did some uh, refing for XWW, which I want to talk about real quick here in just a second. And he was also on the first $5 wrestling uh, show that I went to, uh, the Five Ever. He was a manager for some, um, I think Mike Levy was one person that he was a manager for, um, but, yeah, James is an interesting character. I saw him at the PWX show in Hickory. Uh, he's really excited about coming on, and I'm excited about talking to him and getting uh, his perspective of you know being around the wrestling business for as long as he has been. And our second guest for next week's show will be Derek Gamble will be joining us. Hey, you might you. You probably know Derek Gamble, but you don't know that you know him because he's the guy behind the High Spots gimmick table. And he's on uh, YouTube. And he also is behind the High Spots gimmick table at a lot of wrestling shows. And I just wanted to have him on to get a perspective that we may not have had before as someone who's in the wrestling, in the the indie wrestling industry as, you know, um, I don't want to say... I guess someone who's running a gimmick table on that side of it, of you know, you know, maybe marketing and and uh, you know, selling of the gimmick. So I thought that would be interesting to have Mr. Gamble on there. And plus, you know, Derek is uh, hilarious. So I think we'll have a good time with uh, Derek. So I'll put it in layman's terms for you, folks. If he's been running the high spots gimmick table, I bet you see he's seen some crazy shit at independent wrestling shows. <laughs> That's what we're trying yeah. to say. In a, in, a, in, a, in a polite manner. I bet you he's seen some crazy shit. So stick around for that one. I'm, I really want to talk to him. I can only imagine the stories that Derek has. 
So we're very excited to have both James and Derek on next week. Um, speaking of, um, uh, I wanted to get a little uh, mention out to uh, two of our good friends, the Dynamic Duos of Wrestling. They have put out a new TV show. I have not watched it yet, but just wanted to give a shout-out to Mike Mahoney and my good friend Tim Cole. So uh, they, they helped put us over. Um, so, you know, just want to get, get that out there. And also wanted to mention uh, both uh, my good friend, your good friend, uh, Big Donnie, is having mm-hmm. a show uh, in Burke County, and uh, it is tomorrow night at the Burke County Fair. Okay. Um, it is the Freedom Wrestling Alliance Wrestling Show. Tessa Blanchard is going to be on the card. Mr. Okay. Number One George South is going to be there. Ricky Morton, uh, wow. the Burke County Boys, uh, Brock Phoenix, Miles Long, uh, JJ Diamond, Lil Donnie. Mm-hmm. Lil Donnie's on the card. It's always great. But just wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout-out to that. Um, I believe it starts at 8 o'clock, but you can find out more uh, if you go on uh, uh, Donnie's uh, Facebook page, which is Donald Webb Jr., I believe. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find out more there. And you can also find out uh, information on Miss Amy Scott's uh, Facebook page. So uh, go out and support our good friends, uh, our Burke County guys, and um, see some great Here wrestling. Here in Burke Exactly. I mean, those are some good names right there. Absolutely, absolutely. did want to tell folks, uh, I did go to the uh, NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling Show this past weekend at the uh, West Monroe Convention Center with my son. Had a great time. The first thing that I wanted to mention right off the bat was the referees wearing the official NWA official logo on blue shirts instead of the standard black and white, you know, stripe, this, that, and the other. Right. Uh You know, some people made some comments like, what kind of, you know, is that, you know, what's that? You know, I got to looking at the patch and all that. How cool it was to see that NWA logo on the rest. I'm just saying, sometimes, folks, it's the little things that make make things stand out. Very, very cool to see that. Had a great time. Was a little disappointed uh, right off the get-go. Uh, Steve Anthony was booked to be there. That's why they call it card subject to change. I get it. I'm I'm grown up enough. I know the whole deal. Uh, Steve Anthony was not there. And Charlie Haas, who was booked uh, or billed to be there, was not there. And I could not tell you because Lauren and I had talked about this off air. I It, had, it has been some time since I had seen Charlie Haas's name on a card. So I'm not quite sure what happened or what didn't happen. I really couldn't couldn't give you any information, but I was kind of disappointed that those two weren't there. Uh, but they made the most of it. Some very entertaining matches. Uh, Vordell Walker was there. John Saxon always enjoyed John Saxon wrestling. Um, got to see uh, Lance Hoyt. Met Lance Hoyt. Very nice guy. Uh, tall is the sun is high in the sky. I mean, and I put a picture up of it. Uh, yeah. This dude is a mount, mountain of a dude. You know, it's like looking up to him. Hi, Mr. Hoyt, how are you? Uh, very nice guy, though. Very personable. Uh, got to see uh, got to see some other people that were there. 
had a really good time. Um, got to watch a guy uh, named Dirty Andy Dalton, who uh, wrestles primarily out of the Texas area. Uh, he was he was pretty cool. They had a live band there. The band's name was In Silence. I understand that they're going to have an album coming out next month. The band was really good. Uh, just all in all, uh, had a good time. I'm continuing to be impressed with, with NWA, Bayou Independent, uh, and just some of the uh, the uh, the logo, uh, just some of the franchises, the promotions, I should say, that NWA has started to envelop under their ring, uh, under their name, under the ring. See where this is going? It's going downhill quick. Um, <laughs> And speaking of that, Laura had mentioned something to me prior before we went on air uh, about uh, Global Wrestling Federation. This is one that, that, that folks will know is Jeff Jarrett's promotion, and we were kicking something back and forth. And, Laura, you, you can, if you can pull up the information, you, you knew it, that they had worked out a deal with some Australian wrestling promotions. Yes, explosive. I think that's uh, Perth Wrestling is called, and it's uh, mm-hmm. another one called PWA, Riot City Wrestling, and Wrestle Clan. So okay. yeah. Here's here's my take on it, folks. I'm gonna run this past you, and you can you can message me on Twitter, or you can put it on Facebook, or the same with Laura. There, there's something going on here that. And I'm going to run this past you, and, and I'm going to leave it open, and you can make up your own mind on this. You know, Laura and I were talking. Jeff Jarrett has worked out deals with, what, AAA Mexico. He's worked out a deal with, was it New Japan? He's worked mm-hmm. out deals with these, this Australian company. And what I had mentioned to Laura was is that it almost sounds as if Jeff Jarrett is trying to take this global wrestling federation and make it the N, uh, the NWA 2.0 if you follow where I'm going with this. It's like he it's like he is going to put different talent underneath this promotion's logo and it's going to be obviously worldwide but it sounds almost as if it's going to be like an NWA thing where it's going to be instead of the, you know, the old territories, it's going to be worldwide promotions. Now, how would this work? Well, the way that I see it working is, is that I would think that it would be easier to do financially have wrestlers from Australia and Japan travel back and forth and you do a super show, you know, that kind of thing. I don't see how financially viable it would be to have um, – what's the word I'm looking for, Laura? To have these guys travel to do a weekly show. And, let, you know, I think what right. this is, I think that we're talking about maybe an online promotion where your matches are going to be viewed online. That's where I'm – if you can follow me, folks, and I know I'm hazy from, from all the cold medicine, but – that's what it almost sounds like to me. That's where I'm feeling like this might be going. These different promotions folded up underneath or different talents folded up underneath the Global Wrestling Federation franchise similar to the old NWA days. It's just fast-forwarded into the present. That's the way it appears. I could be wrong, but what do you think, Laura? 
think you get the money on. Uh, I, I think mean, you keep the money on the nail, uh, the nail on the head. Um, you want some of that Nyquil? I've got too. <clears throat> I, I, I think so. I'm running low on Conley Aid. Um, <laughs> I think that if um, you know a big super show would be absolutely awesome. Like get everybody together once a year. But yeah, I think that's. I think he's really putting the global. And I don't think in in the name because I don't think that that was just a coincidence or he I don't think he thought oh this sounds really good I think I'll try this out I think he really is trying to go global and yeah, if he you know if he does mm-hmm. you know he could pro- he may give Vince a run for his money. What I'm talking about is if you held a card say once a month or once every three months in a three month turn if you held that card in that promotion's own territory, say in Japan or in Australia or in Mexico, and you brought in the talents from Japan or Australia to Mexico for that one show once every three months, once every two months, whatever he's talking about, you did a bunch of taping, okay? You bring him in for three, four, five days, whatever it is, because you know they're going to sell out in these foreign arenas three, four days in a row. I mean, the Tokyo. look at the Tokyo Dome. When they have, when they oh, yeah. run shows at the Tokyo Dome three days in a row, sixty-five thousand people sold out every night. You know, I think that's what, I'm, that's what I'm. Exactly, and then you put those episodes out online. Now I don't know if he's going to charge, you know, pay-per-view fees, this, that, and the other. This is just where my thought process is, folks. I just that's where I kind of think this whole global. It's just it's too coincidental that you're working out all these partnerships in Canada, Mexico, Japan, Australia, you know, not not to have something like that. You know, logistically, financially, you would have to have the shows in that promotion's home area and bring people in and vice versa all the way around. So that's what I think. I, th- I think so. And real quickly, I would just like to give a shout-out to a friend of mine who also does a podcast, but he does not do a live podcast, Mr. Ryan Martell, did a very uh, poignant and very personal podcast for the first half talking about the time in which he fell in love. And, and I think that, and the reason I'm talking about this is I think that that is what I think people like about our show is the fact that we we talk about wrestling, but we also talk about things that maybe you can relate to them. I mean, I asked Joey Image what his favorite monkey song was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've asked Tessa Blanchard, uh, so did you really steal those Sour Patch Kids? I, th- mm-hmm. I think getting to know people and getting to the heart of not just basic, you know, where did you train, who did you train with. You know, I, you want to know those things, but I think you want to know a little personal information about uh you know, people, you know, just to relate to them. And I think we do right. a good job of that. Yeah, I've got a question. Where's my personalized thank you tweet, Caleb Conley, for my Kickstarter donation? Folks, next week our guests are James Brewer and Derek Gamble will be joining us. We thank you for tuning in wherever you may be at, however you may be listening to us. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio live every Wednesday night. You can download us on iTunes. We can be heard on www.fnxnetwork.com. And, folks, we will see you next week. We thank you very much for tuning in. 
again, wherever you may be at. And remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.